Thank you for listening to another inspiring message from The Movement Church. To find out more about The Movement Church, you can check out our website at theocmovement.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The OC Movement. Jesus, I thank you so much for what you're doing in this place. God, I thank you in Jesus' name, God, that you brought each and every individual here on purpose. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just speak to each person in the room. God, I thank you that that you have a word for each of us. God, I I know it's not by accident that anyone is here. So, Lord, I just ask that you would do what you want to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, look at a neighbor and tell them this. Say, embrace the shakes. Embrace the shakes. You know, the message I want to preach today, um, I learned in a workout class that I take. And uh, I just have to share it with you because I've learned so many lessons through this specific style of workout. And uh, I do this class called Bar 3. So I don't know if you're familiar with this, but Bar 3 is like a combination of Pilates, dance, and yoga. And uh, I don't know where the dance comes in, but... You know, it makes me think I can dance, so it's great because I can't. But um, anyhow, I love this class, and I've learned a lot of things doing bar three, but one of the things that, that I was first exposed to when I first started was this thing that they like to refer to as happy stress. Happy stress. Now, I don't know about you, but I have never in my entire life, ever experienced happy stress. So I was like, what are they talking about? And they are talking about this kind of stress that transforms in a meaningful way. So in this class that I take, we take on these different isometric holds that are meant to push our muscles to the point of fatigue and cause you to shake uncontrollably because that's what your body does under stress. So I just figured that you needed to experience this with me this morning. So what I'd love for you to do is stand to your feet. You didn't know you were coming to church and going to get your workout on in the same day. I mean, it's amazing what can be accomplished. All right. So here's what I want you to do. I just want you to experience the fullness of this with me. So here's what we do. You're going to, I'm going to do it in combat boots, you guys. So here's what we do. We're going to come up on our tippy toes. Everybody up. Okay, and then you're going to come down, bending your knees, but keep your heels up. Okay, now hold. Now, I know some of you have heard me talk about this before. Maybe you've even done this with me before. I'm going to talk about it again because there's something amazing that's happening. They're falling. (laughs) Something amazing that's happening right now. So as you hold this, now maybe begin to give a little squat. Everybody got it? Oh, some of you got this. You want to hold it for the rest of service while I preach? All right, you can stop now. You can stop. Grab a seat. (laughs) Just felt like you needed to experience it. Did anyone start to shake? Any shakes? And listen, here's the thing. I didn't even make you hold that nearly as long as we have to do it in my class. So what happens when we hold these different positions is our legs and our body begin to shake uncontrollably. And what's happening is our body is attempting to break out of the hold to avoid like discomfort because our body doesn't like to be uncomfortable. But the stress that's happening in my body when I'm in these positions, 
The stress that's happening in my body is actually producing strength in my core, in my hamstrings, in my quads. So the shakes just simply mean that I'm getting stronger. That's what's happening. And while I'm standing here shaking uncontrollably, the instructor is constantly walking around the room saying, embrace the shakes. Find peace in the chaos. I'm like, what? There is no peace. What are you talking about? Please stop talking, right? That is how I felt when I started doing this class. But the thing is, it's kind of like life. There's chaos that's happening all around us and within us, isn't there? In the world that we live in, there's so many things happening. So much political unrest. We're not going to talk about that today. So many issues that are outside of our control. Chaos within your job or maybe within your marriage. Maybe chaos in raising kids. And then there's the internal struggles. You know, we just finished a series here at the Movement Church called Not Alone. And we've been talking about navigating the feelings of depression and the feelings of anxiety and suicidal thoughts. That is chaos that we're having to manage internally. And the thing about this workout class that I've learned is that when I take on these holds, there is chaos that happens in my body. And just like in life, when chaos hits, do you know what I want to do? I just want to quit. I want to walk out of that room right then and there. In fact, I may have done that before. I just want to quit. But what I have to remind myself when I'm in the middle of that chaos is that this isn't going to kill me. This isn't going to kill me. The very worst thing that's going to happen is I am going to fall on the floor because my legs collapse, and then I'm just going to have to pick myself back up again. And I have to do this self-talk in my workout class, and I just think, isn't this just like life? Because sometimes we're facing chaos, whether it's external circumstances or an internal battle, and we feel the weight of it, and we feel the shakes. And all we want to do is just quit and be done. But we got to talk to ourselves and go, no, this isn't going to kill me. I can make it through this. If I fall down, I can pick myself back up. And it's interesting, David did this in the book of Psalms. He was facing chaos all around him, chaos within his own soul. And he encouraged himself in the Lord. He would say, I feel like drowning in a bed of my own tears. I mean, he was very descriptive like that. But... God, you will save me, but God, you are my hope. He had to encourage himself in the Lord, and sometimes we have to do the same thing with the issues of life that we face and come up against. You know, in my class, one of the the main techniques that they're constantly emphasizing is the idea of breathing, deep, meaningful breath. And when I was thinking about this, I thought, man, that makes all the difference, In fact, I'm going to teach you how to do it. In just a moment, we are going to take a deep breath in through our nose to the count of four, and we're going to breathe out through our mouth to the count of four. Are you ready? Here we go. Breathe in. Out. Does that just feel good? You know, there's this scripture in the Bible found in the book of Psalm, verse 46, or chapter 46, verse 10. And to me, it's like, the deep breathing. And it says this, surrender your anxiety. Be silent. Stop 
striving. How many of us are guilty of striving, trying to figure it out on our own, just working and spinning our wheels to try to deal with the chaos that's all around us? It says, stop striving and see that I'm God. I am the God above all the nations, and I will be exalted throughout the whole earth. This scripture in other versions, it just says, be still and know that I am God. It's like a deep breath in the scripture. This moment of breathe in, it's a moment. And the reason they're teaching us how to do that in bar is because we're in the mid- when we're in the middle of these holds, and our bodies begin to shake uncontrollably. There's something about breathing deeply that will steady you in the midst of the chaos. The other thing that they teach us is this, this concept of picking a place in the room that I'm going to focus on. One point in the room where I'm going to fix my focus. And as I hold and I don't fall, as I hold these positions and I fix my focus, what happens is even though my body begins to shake uncontrollably in the chaos, my focus is fixed, which helps me keep my balance. And it keeps me standing in the middle of the chaos. And I think the Bible offers us, offers us similar advice when we're dealing with stress, when we're dealing with anxiety, when we're dealing with fear. Isaiah 26.3 says this, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. There's something about fixing our eyes on Jesus and just keeping our gaze locked on Jesus that will carry us through whatever the crisis or chaos is that's happening in our world. This is also referenced in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 2. And it talks about this. It says, let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. And then it says how to do it. Fixing your eyes on Jesus. So there's something about this. In the middle of the chaos, we can breathe deep and know that he's God. We can fix our gaze and our focus on who he is. And it immediately brings balance even in the middle of the shaking. And this is easy to hear, but it's a lot harder to apply, right? See, we often think we have a better idea of how to handle our lack of peace. A lot of times we think we've got a better plan. In fact, we've been conditioned from a very young age to avoid pain. I don't know if you have kids, but I remember taking my little kids to the doctor when they had to get shots. And I remember taking them and, and I was going to do whatever it took to distract them from that moment of pain where the doctor was going to puncture their poor little leg. And so I would hold up a toy or a lollipop and I'd wave it around at them and they'd get their shot and they'd scream and I'd, you want a sucker? You know, whatever I can do right there in that moment to make you stop crying and I'd give it to them because we have been conditioned to avoid pain and discomfort from a very young age. You know, I don't do pain. I don't do needles. I am the person who has the blood type that is supposed to be a universal donor. And, and so I need to give blood. Like, it's a, a good thing for me to do, but I, I almost pass.
pass out every single time. And so I have had to go into the doctor's office and ask them to lay me down on a bed and bring a, a cold cloth for my forehead. I'm a complete diva when it comes to this. And I have to lay down so that I don't pass out. And as they're taking my blood, I'm taking my fingernails and I'm digging them into my leg. And I'm squeezing to the point that I am drawing blood. But I prefer the pain I can control to the pain I can't control. Anybody else? Hmm. We're not alone. Here's the good news is that in the Bible, the people who spent the most time with Jesus, the disciples, I mean, these are the men who were with Jesus for every miracle he ever did. They were with Jesus as he taught them everything they needed to know. They knew Jesus better than anybody else. And even the disciples struggled to understand peace. There's a scripture in the Bible that tells a story and it says this, as evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in a boat and they started out leaving the crowds behind. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. Here's the thing. Have you ever felt like you were on your way to a new season and a storm breaks loose? Anybody? I have. Maybe sometimes after a conference when God's doing amazing things and then you go home to the chaos. You see, the disciples, I think they thought when Jesus said, let's get in the boat and go to the other side, like, yes, we finally get a day off. Like we've been working We've been doing the work of the ministry. We're going to get in the boat. We're going to go take a nap on the other side. Life is going to be refreshing. And they got in this boat and the storm came. The waves were crashing into the boat. And it says Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. And the disciples woke him up shouting, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? And I don't know about you, but I've had moments like this in my own life where I've found myself like this with Jesus going, God, do you not even care that my heart is breaking? Do you not even care that my dad is dying? Do you not even care that my marriage is exhausting? I've had these moments with Jesus. I imagine you have too. And it says Jesus woke up and he rebuked the wind and he said to the waves, peace, be still. And suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. And he asked the disciples, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? I wouldn't have wanted to be them that day. Right. You see, the disciples knew Jesus better than anyone. But their default position was still a position of fear in the middle of the chaos. So what's your default position? When chaos strikes, when the shakes come, is it negativity? Fear? anxiety? Are you constantly asking the questions like, how is this going to work out? You see, Jesus had said to his disciples, let's get in the boat and go to the other side, which meant that he was going to get them there. So had they forgotten who was in the boat with them? Listen, you need to know that peace is not the absence of storms in your life. It's the presence of Jesus in the storms. You see, it's the presence of Jesus. It is Jesus in your boat with you. That is what it is. 
And Jesus had taught his disciples these things. He said in John 16, I've said these things to you that in me, not in your circumstances, not in things, in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart. I've overcome the world. And then Jesus tells his disciples about this amazing gift he's going to be sending them, the gift of the Holy Spirit. He says in John 14, 27, peace, I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled and neither let them be afraid. What Jesus was preparing them for was he was trying to help them and us understand that he is going to give us everything we need to get through this, to find peace in the middle of the chaos. He was going to give them everything they need. He says when he talks about the gift of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit will serve as our friend, as our counselor, as our guide, as our comforter. Jesus is saying, listen, no matter what storms come your way, I'm going to equip you with everything you need to get through this because I am with you. And this is how we learn to embrace the shakes. We learn to breathe deep, to be still and know he's God, to fix our eyes on him because he keeps us at perfect peace. But we got to learn to embrace these shakes because what's happening in this moment is we're getting stronger. One of the worst verses in the entire Bible agrees with this. It says this in James 1, 2, consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Man, there's something that is happening in the middle of the shaking. There's something that is taking place in the middle of the chaos if we can learn to embrace the shakes. You know, in my class, when we're in these positions, my instructors come around And they put their hands on our shoulders like this. And they say, relax your shoulders. They're like, relax your face. I'm like, I want to punch you in the face. They're like, smile. Smile. My body is shaking uncontrollably. What are you talking about? Smile. But what they're doing is they're trying to get us to assume a posture of peace. And as Christ followers... When we realize that we have Jesus in the boat with us, we as Christians get to convey to everyone around us when all hell is breaking loose, when we're walking through loss, when we're experiencing pain, when we're facing fears, when we're in the middle of the waiting seasons of life, we get to express to people a posture of peace by my expression, by the words that I'm speaking. We communicate peace. And everybody around goes, well, how are you smiling right now? How do you have such peace right now? Why? Because you can say, I know that Jesus is in my boat. I'm being still. I'm remembering he's God. I'm fixing my attention on him. And because of that, I can take on this posture of peace. And that really is this holy contentment. Holy contentment. Paul says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 11, he says, not that I was ever in need, For I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. 
I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or an empty one, whether it's with plenty or little. What's the secret? I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. So listen, church, as we learn to embrace the shakes in my workout, my body's getting stronger. In our life, my spirit is getting stronger. God will not allow this to break you. He will not allow the things that you face and the storms that come up to break you. He just won't. He's too faithful. So how do we begin to practice this in our life? We got to learn how to engage grace. We got to learn to engage grace. Paul, who was one of the main authors of the New Testament, he wrote in every letter that he wrote this prayer at the very beginning for every church that was going to read it. And we find it in Romans 1, 7, and it says this, May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Grace and peace. See, grace is the free gift of God. It's the free gift of God. Grace means unmerited favor. There's nothing that you or I can do to earn the grace of God. We can't get our life all fixed up first. We can't make sure everything looks good on the outside. No, the grace of God is a free gift of God. It's the gift of salvation. When someone gives you a gift, all you have to do is extend your hands to receive that gift. You don't have to work for it. It's a gift, the free gift of God. That is grace. And Paul's saying, I want you to experience grace and peace. And peace is the outworking of grace. Listen, when we don't have peace, it's because somewhere we're not appropriating or resting in God's grace. Remember, peace doesn't mean the absence of pain or chaos. It means that in our pain, in our chaos, in our fears, we can have peace because we know the Lord and we know he's in control. You know, I bought these really cool chairs off of Instagram. They're awesome. They, they like fill up with air, and you can use them anywhere. You can take them to the beach. You can take them camping on the mountain. You can probably float in them on the ocean. They are phenomenal, and so what you do is you have to fill it up. So, Bianca, can you come help me fill this up? Thank you. <laughs> okay, don't trip and fall. It's not working. It's not working, B. Why is it not working? Because it need wind. Because, ah. Thank you. She's one of our youth leaders. She can handle it. This isn't working because it needs the wind. So these chairs are meant to take anywhere, to rest in them anywhere, but it's not filling up because there's no wind in this room. So Bianca can run circles around this room trying to fill up this chair, but there's no wind. And what's interesting is both the Hebrew and the Greek words to describe the Holy Spirit mean wind. In the Old Testament, it's a Hebrew word, ruach, and it means wind, breath, a violent exhalation, a blast of breath. In the New Testament, the word is pneuma, a current of air, a blast of breath, a strong breeze. And here's what I know. I believe that today God wants to fill you with the wind, with the power of his Holy Spirit, because when I am filled with the wind, can I have my other prop? When I'm filled with the wind, 
Let's see here. It's upside down. We're going to do it the correct way. There we go. When I'm filled with the wind, I can take this anywhere. And what happens is, no matter what is going on, no matter what environment I'm in, I got a place to rest. And here's the thing. When you are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, and it has breathed fresh wind into your life, you can be cocooned in God's grace and rest in his peace. So no matter what comes my way, no matter what environment I'm in, if I'm on the waves of the ocean, if I'm in the, the mountains, and if, if I'm on the beach, wherever I'm at, I can take this thing and I can rest because it's filled with the wind. It's filled with the wind. Listen, guys, this is what it looks like to rest in the grace of God and to experience his peace in any environment, anywhere you go. And the good news is this. It's very challenging to get out of the grace of God. Woo. Very challenging. I just want you to catch the idea here that the God's hope for you is that you would experience grace, the free gift of God. You can't do anything to earn it. And when we experience his grace, we can rest in his peace through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the infilling of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus gave his life for us on the cross, which offered us the gift of grace, before he ascended into heaven, he said, I've got to go so I can send someone greater. And he promised this gift of the Holy Spirit, who would be our counselor, help us know what to do in the hardest situations, our guide, point us in the right direction, our friend, when we feel lonely, rejected, like nobody cares or knows what's happening, our comforter in the midst of loss and in the midst of pain, this was the promise of the Holy Spirit. It's available for you. It's available for me. We can be filled with the wind, with the power of the Holy Spirit. And in that moment, we can rest in his grace and experience his peace. You were made for this. You can embrace the shakes. You can find peace in the chaos. How? <sighs> Breathe deep. Remember he's God. Fix your eyes on Jesus, not on your circumstances, not on everything around you. <sighs> Posture of peace so that the people that are watching can experience who Jesus is because they see the outworking of it in my life. And I do it all by engaging grace. I can rest in his grace and experience his peace when I'm filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, I believe God brought you here today. And maybe you're not in the middle of a storm, but storms will come. The Bible told us that. Maybe you are. Maybe you're facing some overwhelming circumstances. Maybe you feel the shakes and honestly, you've considered giving up. I don't know where you're at today, but I just believe God wants to meet you right there in the middle of the storm. He's on your boat. He's with you. And I'd just like to give you an opportunity, those of you who are here who maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus. Maybe 
Maybe you showed up at church and to be honest, you've been wrestling with your faith, just not sure where you stand. And I just want to tell you, I think you're here on purpose. You know, Bianca could have run circles around this stage all day long, but that chair would have never filled up because she was trying to do everything in her own strength. So often I think we do that with God. We think we, we, can, eh, we don't need it. We can do it. I'll do it my way. But you're never going to experience the fullness of what God has for you until you experience Jesus, the free gift of grace available to you and me. We don't have to do anything to earn it. We just have to extend our hands and receive it. And I sure would like to pray with those of you today who need to make a decision to follow Jesus. Maybe you're here. You've been running from God. To be honest, maybe you've been angry with God. Maybe you've experienced some storms and some chaos in your life and you were like the disciples on that boat going, do you not even care? And maybe that's how you felt. But let me just remind you, he hasn't left you. The Bible says he won't leave us or forsake us. And maybe today you just need to make a decision to come back to him. So I'm going to pray for us in just a moment. And I'm also going to pray for people in this room who need an infilling of the power of the Holy Spirit, a fresh wind to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that we can rest in his grace and experience his peace. So would you bow your heads and close your eyes? If you're here today and you need to make a decision to follow Jesus, I'm not gonna ask you to pray out loud. I'm not even gonna ask you to get out of your seat. But I'm gonna ask you to pray this prayer with me. If you're here and you've been running from God, today's the day to come back. So if you're sitting there and you resonate with that, I'd just like to invite you to pray these simple words with me in your own heart. Just say, dear God, I know that you're real. I thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for offering me grace. And today, I'm making a decision to follow you. And all around this room, if that's you and that's the decision you're making, let these words be the cry of your heart. Just say, Jesus, I give you my life in Jesus' name. And I want to pray for some people in the room. I'm going to ask you this. If you need to experience the power of the Holy Spirit, the fresh breath of the Holy Spirit in your life, I want to pray for you. So I'm just going to ask you to do this. If that's you and you identify with that, would you just slip your hand up so I could know who I'm praying with? All over the room, if you need to experience, I see your hands, the fresh breath of the Holy Spirit in your life to fill you up. I believe he's going to do it today in Jesus' name. Let me pray for us. God, I thank you for every person who's here. God, I thank you for every person who had the courage to lift their hands. God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you promised us the gift of your Holy Spirit. God, our counselor, our guide, our friend, our comforter. And God, today I pray for every person who lifted their hands, God, that you would fill them with the fresh breath of your Holy Spirit. God, that they would feel you rejuvenating their heart and soul, reminding them that they can make it, that in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of the storm, no matter what they might face, you are with them. And they can rest in your grace and experience your peace like never before. So God, would you fill them now with the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God a great big hand clap.
If you prayed that prayer with us today, we are so excited to be a part of this journey with you. Please email us at info at theocmovement.com. And if you were not in the area, we would love to help you find another life-giving church near you. Please send us an email at info at theocmovement.com. Thank you again for listening to another inspiring message from the Movement Church.